Hello everyone, this is Easy Natural English with Liam, an English listening podcast where I, Liam, talk to you in natural English that hopefully isn't too difficult. And today I'm going to talk a bit about one of my own heroes, or one of my favorite people in history, someone that I think is very important, and that person is Alan Lomax. If you have heard of Alan Lomax, um, I uh, would be impressed and surprised because although I think he's someone that's had a very big impact in the world of music, uh, a lot of people don't know his name. Um, Of course, he is very famous, but at the same time, a lot of people seem to have never heard of him. Um, So who was Alan Lomax? Well, He was born uh, in 1915 in Texas, in America, and uh, his father was a um, kind of folk folk music collector. Um, Actually, this occupation these days is known as like an ethnomusicologist, like someone that's recording music of uh, different sort of, yeah, different folk music. And um, these days when people say folk music, like at least in English, when people say folk music, they mean, so this is these days, the kind of modern use of the word folk music. A lot of people just mean like somebody playing an acoustic guitar and singing. But actually the real meaning of folk music is like... um, kind of culturally significant, kind of culturally unique music made by uh, just a small group of people. So really these days, folk music, um, you know, you could say it still exists, but these days, because we have the radio, we have the internet, um, you know, music um, is kind of international now. Everybody's uh, kind of influenced by uh, each other. And we have a lot of modern music, but, uh, you know, in the past, you know, before, um, before the internet, before the TV, before we were sharing things all the time, you know, if you went to a different country or even a different city, the sound of the music would be kind of unique to that place. Um, so that is, uh, the original kind of meaning of folk music. And, uh, Alan Lomax's father was, um, recording. And when I say recording, I just mean writing the lyrics. So, you know, Alan Lomax was born in 1915. So that was a long time ago before we had, uh, recording equipment readily available. You know, we couldn't like today just record a podcast, uh, on your computer. It wasn't so easy to record audio. So his father was making records of lyrics. He was just writing down the lyrics to what his father called cowboy songs. So he would listen to these uh, white Americans, uh, these yeah cowboys, and write down the lyrics to their songs because um, you know he considered them to have some kind of uh, you know cultural or historical importance. So he thought that he should write them down so future generations should be able to hear the lyrics to these songs. But then, as Alan Lomax grew older, um, so not his father, this is Alan, I was talking about his father just then, about his dad, but when Alan Lomax grew older, uh, he had access to recording equipment, audio recording equipment, 
Um, so he started re actually recording the music. But um, his father was just recording music from white people, from like cowboys. Whereas um, Alan Lomax saw that America was a country filled with uh, many different ethnicities, many different cultures. Um, you know, there were many uh, immigrants from many different countries that were building America. And Alan Lomax thought that it was important to record the music of all these different people, you know, record the music of the like Anglo white people, but also of the Creole people or the uh, Cajun people or the black people. And so he wanted to record music from everybody in all these different cultures. Um, so Alan Lomax, he got a job with the uh, American Library of Congress. And um, that's a very big organization in America funded by the government, um, I believe. I think they're funded by the government. So he was working with the American Library of Congress and he was going around America recording um, folk music and yeah, blues music and even gospel music, like music sung in churches, also prison music. So like, um, you know, a lot of prisoners back then when they were working on the railroads or something, you know, they were breaking rocks with their, um, what's it called, with a pick, you know, they're breaking rocks like, and then they would sing songs while they were working. Um, Alan Lomax went around and recorded all that kind of music um, to try to keep things because uh, Alan Lomax, he saw that the world was getting sort of globalized and he saw that these cultures were kind of disappearing, these unique cultures, and he made it his kind of life mission to record all this music before it disappeared. Um, so it's something he was very passionate about. And uh, I've read his biography. His biography is very interesting. Um, and in his biography, yeah, uh, it's not an autobiography, so it wasn't written by him. It was written by someone else. In his biography, it said that all the money he made working for a Library of Congress, he put that money back into doing more, like, more uh, sort of tours going around trying to record more music. So people say that when he died, he really didn't have any money because all the money he made, he kept putting back into trying to record more music and going around on these little journeys and recording music. Um, yeah, so I think um, just his passion, um, his dedication is very commendable, is very respectable. Um, I think he was an yeah, amazing guy. But then uh, what significance did he have? Well, he recorded thousands and thousands of recordings and his recordings um, became a sort of influence for the folk and blues revival um, in the 60s. And that led to people like Bob Dylan and the Beatles and Rolling Stones and people like that um, sort of appearing. So he had a really big impact on the world of music, you know, because then all those bands have influenced uh, modern bands today. So he had a really huge influence on the world. But a lot of people haven't heard of his name, um, which is a shame. So, yeah, um, where did I get to in the story? Yeah, so he was going around recording all this music. Um, and then actually, you know, in the uh, late 1940s and into the 1950s, America was fighting with Russia and uh, they got very scared of communists. So the government and other people started accusing Alan Lomax of being a communist. Um, that time in America was called the Red Scare. 
and he was accused of being a uh, communist because he was spending time with all these working class people recording their music. And uh, yeah, he was investigated by the FBI. <laughs> so the FBI were after Alan Lomax. Uh, they actually didn't find anything incriminating against him. They couldn't find anything they could hold against him. But during that time, he just said, okay, I need to get out of America for a while. And he went to work in the UK. Um, I think it was with the BBC, actually. Uh, he was working with the radio. And during that time, he went around Europe and recorded a lot of music as well. So most of his recording was in America, but he actually recorded a lot of music internationally as well. Um, I've listened to like some of his recordings from Spain, Italy, and places like that. Um, and lots of places in the UK as well, like Scotland and things. So um, yeah, if you're interested in folk music or sort of the history of music, then I really recommend looking up Alan Lomax on the internet. Um, if you go onto YouTube, he actually has a YouTube channel. Um, I mean, not him himself, he died in uh, 2002. But there's a Alan Lomax YouTube channel and there are some videos on there that he recorded uh, more like in the 60s when, you know, started getting more access to video recording equipment. But his audio files um, have been compiled into like CDs or into collections which you can also listen to on YouTube um, and all of his recordings are available on the Library of Congress website um, but there's a lot on there and that can be a bit overwhelming so I would recommend just looking on YouTube at some of his collections and if you're interested in his writing so he wrote a lot of books about culture and things like that and music culture um, then I would really recommend uh, Land Where the Blues Began. The Land Where the Blues Began. Um, that's an amazing uh, book about the history of blues, um, which also is kind of the history of all modern music, because without the blues, we wouldn't have had rock and roll. And without rock and roll, we wouldn't have pop music or basically any of the music we have these these days. So if you're interested in music at all, I really think you should read The Land Where the Blues Began because it's kind of the origin of all modern music, really. You know, without without the blues, we would still just have, uh, like, um, you know, we would have uh, classical music and folk music. But basically, all kinds of modern music came from blues. So, yeah, I definitely recommend that book. Um, it's a very interesting insight into all human culture, really. So thank you all very much for listening today. Like I said, that's just one of my uh, personal heroes, someone who I think is very important. Um, if you like this episode, let me know because I could do some more episodes like this where I kind of tell the story of a famous person. Maybe this is a, a good topic to, to use. So um, if you'd like to support my podcast and hear more podcast episodes, please check out my Patreon page. There's a link for that in the description of the podcast. And there is also a link for my YouTube channel. Uh, my social media accounts and also my teaching page on italki where you can come and take a lesson with me so thank you all very much and i'll see you back here next time